Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, giving honor to the Most High, Yah. Today, I usually have a scripture prepared, but I didn't have one prepared for today. Um, But I want to start this segment. I'm going to start a few segments on my channel. But this is a segment I want to start. Um, the Most High gave me an idea last night, and, <laughs> you know, I was telling you guys in the story yesterday about how the parents wanted their child to vote for 45 because they were scared to go into slavery. They were scared to be oppressed. So I'm going to do some segments about oppression, and it actually comes from a post that I seen on Instagram um, and I started doing my research on it. A lot of these I didn't know about. I know about Black Wall Street, read the book. I know about Rosewood, read the book and saw the movie and the 60 minute special. But a lot of these massacres I didn't know about. So I'm going to be, I'm going to start segments about um, Black massacres. But here's, my scripture for today it will be Psalms 1-1. It'll be Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in, ju- in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of righteousness. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So all y'all out here, with your wicked ways out here, with your racist, white supremacist ways. Better get your mind right. You're on the wrong side, but you will continue to be on the wrong side because you have this false sense of power that does not exist. But I want to talk about massacres. So this segment will be entitled Black Massacres. So it's about the mass massacre is called the the Slocum Massacre of 1910. The Slocum Massacre occurred on July 29, 1910 in Slocum, Texas, an unincorporated community in the Southwest Anderson County. The city used to be home to a thriving African-American community with several businesses and farms owned by black residents. Leading up to the massacre, a lynching of a black man in nearby Cherokee County sparked racial tensions in the Slocum area. White rumors circulated that black residents had been meeting in Slocum to plan an armed rebellion. Racial tensions only intensified when a white man reportedly sought to collect a disputed debt from a well-respected black farmer named Abe Wilson. And when a road and when a road constructed foreman put on African put an African American in charge of soliciting aid for the road improvements. 
A confrontation erupted, engaging Jim Sperger, a local white farmer who became the primary agitator of the conflict that led to the massacre. Many newspapers and eyewitnesses accounts reported that Sperger instigated the events, that's the white guy, by claiming that blacks had threatened him. That's the white lie. Driven by Sperger and other white vigilantes, an angry mob of heavily armed white men from all over Anderson County roamed throughout Slocum in groups. According to some reports, 200 men laid siege to the city. They fired guns on a black resident at will. African Americans fled as word spread from survivors of the carnage. White mobs trailed fleeing blacks into the surrounding forest and marshes and shot them in the back. Sound familiar? Every initial newspaper portrayed African Americans as armed ag- instigators, which were gross mischaracter- mischaracterizations. It was a whole lie. Newspapers reported that the estimate death toll of black residents were 8 to 22 victims. Black community members provided a contract provided, excuse me, a contrast, this report by stating that there was a minimum of 40 who had died and that it may have reached upwards of 200 victims. Anderson County Sheriff William H. Black stated at the time that it was challenging to obtain the death toll because black bodies had been scattered all over the woods. Many black residents fled the town during and after the massacre, leading behind real estate property and other assets to save their lives. White residents later seized their property. For instance, Jack Holly, a formerly enslaved man, lost his diary, general store, and 700 acres of land to white residents after he and his family fled the city. Almost all of Slocum's residents were subpoenaed to testify, and white men who refused were arrested. Spurger and at least 15 other white men were arrested for the attacks. In addition, Spurger and six of the men were indicted on 22 counts of murder. However, they were never tried. The indictments received little attention when Judge Benjamin Howard Gardner moved the trial to Harris County, where the charges were eventually dropped. None of the attackers were ever prosecuted. Today, the city of Slocum reflects the relic of its history. While most nearby towns have black populations of more than 20%, Slocum is just below 7% due to the effects led by the Constance Holland Jawad and descendants of the victims, an historical marker was dedicated to commemorate the event in 2016. See, when we talk about oppression and being scared to go into slaves, y'all been fucking with us. We've been minding our own business, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, trying to, to survive because we're very intelligent people. So while y'all around here in an uproar acting like, oh my God, the world is coming to an end because you can't continue with your rhetoric, you might want to do some some um some history checking. It's 
a sad case of events that y'all are sitting around here playing victim because none of you guys are victims none of you guys are victims and I bring up this story also because you know we talk about reparations Hmm. it seems like the 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 families of Slocum just like Rosewood and many others in Black Wall Streets are old reparations so before y'all come around here acting like y'all victims and y'all mad that 45 ain't back in office and 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 Y'all scared of oppression. Y'all don't know what oppression looks like. Y'all don't know what oppression smells like. Y'all don't y'all don't know nothing about oppression. Know your history. But with every negative history, I will prevent a positive history. Mary Van Britton Brown in 1966. Before security systems became a fixture in homes, an African-American nurse Mary Van Britton Brown devised an early security unit for her own home. She spent many nights at home alone in Queens, New York, while her husband was away and felt unsafe with the high rates of crime in her neighborhood. On top of that, police were unreliable and unresponsive, so she created a device that would help her put her mind at ease. In 1966, Brown invented a system that used a camera that could slide into and look through four peepholes in her front door. The camera view would then appear on a monitor in her home so she could survey any potential unwanted guests. She added other features to the system, including a microphone to speak to anyone at the door, a button to unlock the door, and a button to contact the police. She and her husband took out a patent for the system in the same year, and they were awarded the patent three years later in 1969. Home security systems commonly used today took various elements from her design. Y'all take a lot of credit for a lot of things, but on this channel, we're going to break down the truth. So much respect to... Mary Van Britton Brown. And also much respect to the descendants, the descendants of those families that were slaughtered behind a lie in the Slocum massacre in 1910. So before y'all sit up here and talk about oppression and try to dismiss us as black people, black men and black women, We've been in this fight for a very long time. And those rebels have descendants. We don't lay down and roll over. We're not built that way. So before y'all run around here playing victim, like you're so oppressed, know your history. Know what you have embedded in the very soil of this land. Now, I'm not talking about all. Because even in slavery, we had allies. Even in Jim Crow, we had allies. History shows you that. 
But right now, it's us. And we're going to start getting the truth of our history. We are not lazy. We are not ignorant. We are not unintelligent. We are inventors. We are scholars. We are poets. We are singers. We are musicians. We are fearless. We are spiritual. We are strong. Salute to my brothers and sisters with love.